You're listening to a Dulahan Productions podcast. Listener discretion is advised. In Louisville, Kentucky, sits the remnants of a sanatorium built to treat patients with a disease that was once called the White Plague, or as we know it, tuberculosis. What can we seek to find in a hospital made to control the disease that is believed to have taken the lives of over 1.8 billion people? So pull up a chair, join the circle, and let's introduce ourselves in this weekly meeting of Alcoholic Anomalies. I'm your host, Jason Sparks, and as always, I'm joined by my co-star, Bobby Strickland. So Bobby, just to touch on tuberculosis, or TB for short, the disease, as I stated, is believed to have taken the lives of over 1.8 billion people, and still to this... What? said freaking Tom Brady. Oh, I was like, I was like, where's where's the reference here? And I was like, TB got TB. it. TB, um, yeah, TB twelve, you know. Tampa Bay got it. Uh, and still to this day, takes the lives of about one point four million people every single year. TB is a bacterial infection that mainly affects one's lungs, but can stem to other parts of the body, such as the brain and spinal cord. In, a, in media depicting early 1900s or late 1800s, you sometimes see individuals coughing up blood as a, depi- as a depiction of how damaging the disease is to the body. So already from the get-go, we, we know it from media and also briefly touching on tuberculosis in some of our previous episodes, but... Tuberculosis was definitely an epidemic in the late 1800s to early 1900s until the vaccine was created. But even with the vaccine being created, it still takes 1.4 million people's lives every year. So Waverly Hills was built in 1910, being a two-story building meant for around 50 patients suffering from tuberculosis. However, in 1926, the hospital went under renovations to allow for more patients during the ongoing fight of tuberculosis and to also reduce overcrowding of the hospital. These renovations turned the... Wow, where was my thought here, Jason? These renovations... (laughs) Who wrote the script? (laughs) What a fucking idiot whoever wrote this. God damn. (laughs) These renovations added three more stories to the building and now allowed for a capacity of about 400 to 500 patients. The location of the hospital was intentional, as it was put on top of a hill and secluded from the outside world. It was believed that the air at a higher elevation would be beneficial to victims of tuberculosis, as well as for a location to quarantine those afflicted. So they won't give them thinner air? Yeah, the thought was, you know, the thinner air making it easier to breathe for the the victims of tuberculosis, you know, was was a benefit. Um, And there was some slight truth to it. But since tuberculosis was so damaging to the lungs that really nothing truly helped um, until the vaccine was provided as an antibiotic to combat tuberculosis and also to prevent uh, a person from getting it you know wishful thinking for you know medicine that hadn't you know advanced to the standard it is today um so i guess good looking out on their part and it's also you know interesting to think of in in our time you know with with covid of how people who have you know wear masks and you know stand six feet apart and things of that nature but in this time those objects and pleasantries aren't readily available and so whenever someone does contract the disease essentially it's too late to do anything sad to say because for the most part whenever you did get tuberculosis you were not cured of it well i'm probably gonna go ahead and ruin your script right here Mm i'm saying this Mm -hmm. you know at least if you get covid now they're not breaking your ribs just so you can breathe (laughs) 
I mean, man. Yeah. So just to kind of touch on that. So in Waverly Hills Hospital and also several similar hospitals across the U.S. and probably worldwide, they would break individuals' ribs to in the belief that they would help for air passage since they're not being restricted by their ribs. However, since tuberculosis is a bacteria that is infecting the lungs, it's essentially collapsing the lungs on top of itself and taking up the capacity within it to take in air. So truthfully, that was not helping in the slightest. So on the first floor of the hospital, you can find a room designated for patients to undergo electroshock therapy when the oh, disease had started to affect a patient's brain. Shock so the bacteria out of them. You know, that, again, wishful <laughs> thinking that that would work um, because shocking, it didn't. Um, here you go. So you can either get two choices here. You can die a slow, painful death of tuberculosis, or you can just mm -hmm. go and get the ledger chair. You know, one of the two. Or, we'll you know, or we can, you know, give you basically torture of electroshock therapy and... Uh, you'll still, sadly, die a slow and painful death. Um, not great. Not, not a great time. And, and my hearts go out. My heart, I only have one, goes out to, you know, the, the people who suffered and continue to suffer from tuberculosis uh, because of how damaging that disease is. Like I said, you know, it, it starts in the lungs, but the fact that that is a disease that can expand throughout the body almost like cancer and affect one's brain and something that i didn't really find too terribly good information on um without getting too deep into to the medical field and to the anatomy of the body of how the disease actually spreads from the lungs to the spinal cord in the brain it that was well above me i guess i need to go back and take a uh, medicine 101 i don't know an, an anatomy class that that was not on my forte in in high school nor college so here we are um very ignorant to these things so the hospital was made to need <laughs> what you want me to say there <laughs> i was like i'm gonna I'm give them space to say something and i'm also scrolling down and i was like and if not i'll keep going so <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to wait for you. He's like, you only have one heart? Since when? I join heart. No, you should have said, like, you still have a heart? I thought I took it. <sighs> Gosh. But since I like to use my fancy words, I digress. Um, so the hospital was made to need little to no exposure to the outside world. The hospital grew its own food, raised livestock, and even had a post office on site. Patients, of course, did not leave Waverly Hills, but the same can also be said for the nurses, doctors, and other medical staff. Again, yeah, sounds like a cult to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think they're trying to minimize the spreading of tuberculosis. I, I don't think it's a cult? Nah, it's a cult. Yeah, I think. They're not leaving ever. If mm. you work there, you're not leaving there again. Mm -hmm. So how do they shut it down? Like, this way don't everybody die? Like, how does that work? No, nah, it's not quite what happened. Um, I'm actually going to touch on that here in a second. So uh, get the fuck out of my head, Bobby. Um, <laughs> so, so, Bobby, kind of on the, the vein of it being a cult. So, so I don't really subscribe to it, but I also think about the people who, who sign up to work at the hospital as a nurse, doctor, or other medical staff of the fact that I imagine going into it, you know, once you go to this place, you are never leaving. And, you know, my heart goes out to all the men and women who, you know, took that sacrifice upon themselves to do so. But also, I just cannot imagine how horrifying that experience had to be of treating these people and also just being surrounded by death 24-7 and then also the fear of, what if I catch it myself? So, what I was saying was, mm -hmm. I'm looking at this blanket I have hanging up on the wall. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, it's puffing out right now. 
Oh, good. I have it over my window seal. And it's puffing out at the bottom. But you know what's really bad about it, Jason? Mm-hmm. You'll never guess it's on the blanket. What is it? With a with a picture of on the blanket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a dog. What's the dog doing? What's the dog doing? Well, that's about what our conversation was before. Oh, yeah. Of our uh, upcoming franchise, uh, we're, we're still deciding on a name. We're somewhere between, uh, uh, what was it, Nightmare on Free Street? No, Friday the fir- 13th. Well, that uh, that was the other one. That was the pound, I thought. No, nope, we're not going so with that purge. one. Nope. We're not going with that one? Nope, not going with that one. But anyways, uh, so, <laughs> so a vaccine for tuberculosis was created in 1943 that was able to effectively treat tuberculosis. And as a result, the cases in the United States started to drop significantly and resulted in the sanatorium closing its doors in 1961. So, Bobby, that kind of answers your question of, you know, how does a hospital such as this close it's because of medicine being readily available and well that's not my point my point was like what like i know there's doctor i was gonna go back and work at a regular hospital so it's done like (laughs) so i I would say that some of the doctors who after the uh, vaccine was created more than likely several of those doctors and nurses and other medical staff were able to find employment outside of waverly uh, just because the, the vaccine was created, they were also able to get vaccinated and also no longer pose a potential threat to society for having the disease. So they more than likely were able to go on their merry way. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Mm-hmm. And so something I didn't have in my notes, but just to kind of briefly touch on. So after Waverly Hills closed, it was for a short period of time in 1962 for a few years thereafter a, a hospital but it's not really it is stated of what it was but it was not pertinent for this investigation so it wasn't a hospital or it was a hospital it was a hospital it was a hospital mm-hmm. but was but... nowhere near the severity of the cases it formerly had whenever it was Waverly Hills Sanatorium gotcha Okay. But with that being said, is believed to have seen the loss of tens of thousands of lives, but there are not adequate documentation to confirm these cases. So just kind of to put this into perspective statistically, through the 51 years of service, say 250 people died at the hospital every year. That comes out just shy of 13,000. Well, it's not ten thousand, but it's a, a ten thousand. It's a ten thousand, but say you know it was every year double that the, the capacity. Then you're at about just shy of twenty six thousand. So then you are in tens of thousands. And like I said, yeah. I just took the capacity of the hospital, divided it by two, and then times it by how many years of service. Which there were several years to where it only had a capacity of fifty, but still. Just my knowledge of how damaging tuberculosis was and how fast some of the cases were, I would have to imagine that that assumption probably is correct, that it is in the tens of thousands. So do you know what the average tenure for a patient there was? It's not specifically stated in any of my research, but something we are going to touch on here shortly kind of alludes to the as morbid as this is to say the patient turnover was very fast so the hospital has a tunnel roughly 500 feet long that was nicknamed the body chute since it was used to transport bodies of those who passed without other patients seeing this tunnel looks similar to a fallout shelter with all concrete walls, and the chute goes down the hill at a steep angle. These bodies were either taken to be buried or cremated. That's one heck of a last ride. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, but 
also just just thinking about the practicality of the shoot and and i urge anybody and and hopefully the the photo of the of waverly we we might have a supplemental photo of the body shoot that way we can kind of show how steep of an angle it was and it's very because, dark in there too <laughs> and, and it's terribly dark like i said all concrete walls and essentially you're just going downhill the entirety of the body shoot and so there are steps on the left hand side but on the right hand side it's just smooth concrete to allow the gurney to go all the way down but i just have to imagine say you have a gurney let's say it weighs 30 pounds and let's say you have uh, a man who weighs 200 pounds that's 230 pounds you are trying to roll down 500 feet of tunnel like that you has know to be... they let go of a couple of them oh there's no have... way they did <laughs> there is no way they didn't and that's just kind of be terrible because at some point it's going to get out of control hit a step the body's going to come off and the gurney's just going to keep bouncing on down the body chute all the way to the bottom and then you're just gonna have to pick up this body and go the rest of the way like <laughs> that that had to be a for lack of a better word that had to be a very shitty job well not as bad as uh working in a sewer you know that's the real one working this what working in a sewer okay let's uh <laughs> let's not play on my shitty words um <laughs> <laughs> Jason. What? I was thirsty. So Bobby, just to go ahead and kind of dive into some of the supernatural that occurs within Waverly Hills. So a ghost of a man who was exploring the hospital in its now vacant state fell from the abandoned elevator shaft, killing not only him, but also his pet dog. The ghost of the man and the dog have said to be seen on the third floor. Since there was a dog that was mentioned in this, we would like to just go ahead and uh, give a shout out to Willie, you know. He is a fur baby that likes to listen to all of our episodes with his owner. So, shout out to you, Willie. Thanks for being a real one. We love you. And if you and your beloved animal also listen to Alcoholic Anomalies, feel free to DM us on our social media uh, outlets a picture of the dog and its name. And maybe in a future episode, we will shout out your dog, uh, your uh, beloved animal. At Dualheim Pride on Instagram. Best way to reach us. So, Bobby, you know, you, you hate to hear about the loss of life, but why'd the dog have to die, too? Because it's John Wick. Wait, what? It's <laughs> John Wick. I don't think that's how that movie went, Bobby. I think you need to go back and rewatch that. Um, that's how, it's how John Wick went. They shot the dog. He didn't die too, so that's what I'm getting at. Fine then, old yeller. What do you want to do? Where the red fern grows, you know? We can keep going. No, mama. He was my dog. <laughs> I'll do it. And that's what he did. He did it. <laughs> he did indeed. Um, sorry to make light of a movie that made many young individuals cry. Um, and many grown adults cry too, so. Well, then get over it. Um... <laughs> First off, there's a child listening to this right now. There's some parenting questions I would like to ask. Oh, absolutely. This is <laughs> explicit for a reason. Um, unless it's a fur baby, that's okay. But yeah, this is the goodest boys and girls. Well, that was creepy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, this, this podcast is explicit for a reason. Um, That's the reason right there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to post this episode, and uh, the next day, Bobby's going to hear, FBI, open up! Oh, no. <laughs> Go check my basement! Wait, what? <laughs> basement you're currently in right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. But to continue on, so not surprisingly, the morgue on the first floor is said to be a hot spot for activity. But interestingly enough, for how big the hospital was, the morgue was 
actually a very small room within it. They had, you know, several places to, to store bodies and really only two autopsy tables within it. I mean, we performed the autopsy before. We already know what they're dying from. Yeah, I mean, I kind of had that question myself, too. But I also do believe they would perform the autopsies to hopefully gain further knowledge of how the disease affected the body. And hopefully, by doing so, they could further the research and knowledge to create a vaccine. But sad to say it not much for Waverly and their research to do so, but I do hope some of that research did help whoever did find the vaccine in 1943. 1943, what a year. <sighs> not a great year. Um, War II still raging on for about two more years. Uh, so the doors of Waverly are said to open and slam shut. The laughter of children can be heard throughout the halls. Faces appearing through windows or around corners. Pictures showing a person who wasn't there, but is most famous for its shadow people. These shadows are said to be hyperactive and are seen all over the hospital. And something that's also interesting with the shadow people is mostly people share their paranormal stories occurring at night. But the shadow people gleam off of light and even during the day as the sun reaches through the windows it is said that you know you can see these shadows moving throughout the halls and along the walls and like i said it's very hyperactive even some stating that it seemed as if the hospital was fully active at the time even though it had been vacant for several years i mean but the dog they don't ever see the dog so there there have been sightings of the dog Namely, sitting or laying down on the third floor. And even whenever someone will call to it, the dog will never even notice their presence before disappearing, not even fading out, but fully disappearing within their own vision. And so it kind of raises the question with the dog and especially the shadow people, is it the fact that there's so much activity within the hospital still to this day, or is it just the mind trying to fill in the gaps of something that's not there or a shadow that you're seeing out of the corner of your eye and you fill in the gap, make it have the apparition of a person, even though that's not what's actually being portrayed. No, because like everything that you're saying right now would make it all residual hauntings. It's not number intelligent right now. Mm-hmm. Not yet. That's what I'm saying. Like right now, so far we went into, and I'm kind of one of those people that. I mean, yes, they call it. They think there are residual hauntings. Do I really believe that? I don't think so. Just because, to me, I guess my mind can't fathom that. Just so your mind's reason. telling you no, but your body. <laughs> Your body is telling you, yeah. Um, yeah, it it just can't fathom just doing the same thing over and over and over again every single day, I guess, mm -hmm. is what I can say. That's three times now I'm about to say it. I've said I've guessed, so I've done better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got an I guess count. Um. <laughs> Keep my word count down on that one. Um it just can't, I just can't wrap my brain around that. So, there has to be something else going on there. Does mean four? Uh, <laughs> I feel like people just make up stuff in their head to kind of make it seem haunted at that point. Right, you go looking for something, you're going to find it. Especially drugs on a corner at 2 a.m. downtown. <laughs> are you are you speaking from example here, Bobby? No, all years. I was just <laughs> I like you remember it. If it's the case of drugs, I would hope not. <laughs> Done drugs, or at least not that I remember. Um, well, it's down a brick road. That rings a bell for you. 
down a brick road. <laughs> was was the brick road also yellow? I I just have to ask. No, it's red. I know there's a little winery or wine place to the left, and then a theater on your right, and some wieners on the wall. Pops on the right. <laughs> you and your wieners on the wall, man. I tell you. Uh, or you just put yours up on the wall. About to. <laughs> for for anybody who's wondering, this is a uh, about hot dogs. <laughs> a, yeah, it, it, it's hot dogs. That it's, it's literally a a self portrait of yourself as a hot dog. <laughs> so I know that there is a story as well about. It's kind of like a famous story about a doppelganger in an incident where there were two tour groups going through the sanatorium one was on the second floor one was on the third floor well the group on the second floor they're following this tour guide tour guide took off running like to hide from them they thought that he was trying to jump out and scare them so they're like frantically searching around for him could never find him well on the third floor there was an actual tour guide with a group giving the tour well they were having to come back down from the second floor or Sorry, from the third floor down, they're trying to get down to the main level. Well, when they get down to the second floor, that group on the second floor like stopped and was like, "Hey, where'd you go? Like we've been looking for you like five last five minutes." And he's like, "I have not been on this floor. I haven't given a second group a tour yet. This is my like, my first tour of the day. I'm taking them back." And that was like their first. Or his first experience with a doppelganger story of his own. It's fascinating. And really, we haven't touched thus far on doppelgangers. And kind of like what you were talking about, we hadn't touched on intelligent uh, supernatural activity. And here's an instance of just that. So do you think it's true where, because I know the story goes that if you or face-to-face your doppelganger, you die. <laughs> Do you think that's true? Uh, the story itself or the, the story of the doppelganger and dying when you meet it? The story of the doppelganger where if you come face-to-face with it, you die. Yeah. Um, I would have to imagine if something is wanting to portray my exact image, then in essence, they might want to replace me. And how better to do so than get me out of the picture? So, does your body just disappear? Like, is this going to be like Stranger Things where you just go to the upside down? Like, hey, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's uh, if it's something like that, or the doppelganger kills me and is you know very good at murder and, and hides my body very well, or if it eats me. I I don't know. That's that's a good question. Because you can't say. It just takes everybody because I mean I think that's just a possession. You don't yep. you would necessarily die. Mm-hmm. I mean I guess you could, but I don't know. I always thought that was kind of weird, and especially if you went to a place where you know you have a doppelganger at. Why would you want to go there? <laughs> yeah, I think if it were me, and say me and you go on an investigation at Waverly Hills, and we do some solitude investigation and then for whatever reason you come walking up to me and i'm like bobby where are you where are you you doing i still have you know 15 minutes left of solitude or solo investigation and either you look at me and respond or you look at me and say nothing i think i'm hauling ass honestly back (laughs) to back to base camp and praying to god i find the real you there and then once i do I'm pull a, a Zach Bagans and I'm gonna jump out of a fucking window. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We're gone. Uh, we're just not gonna be here anymore. You know, and uh, say, for some reason, for some reason, as we're talking about this, mm-hmm. my left leg is like tingling really bad right now. Good. Yeah, I'm sure that's uh, that's definitely feel right now. <laughs> right. Cramping. I don't know. It just. Guess we want to go, you know? Ah, let's go. Ah. I'm, I'm a. My other fear is I run back to base camp, and you're there, 
but also is a doppelganger of myself. And I'm just going to look at you and be like, shoot that one. <laughs> I shoot it and like, nothing happens to it. It just kind of looks at me. <laughs> right. There's just a hole in the wall behind it. And I'm like, okay, new plan. Jump out the window. <laughs> or. But let me go first. Or it's going to say, or how do I know? This is what I do. It's like, you say that. I mean, like, how do I know you're the real Jason? <laughs> And because what if you're the real one sitting beside me and I see you running up and I shoot that one, I shoot you in the head. You know what what happens then? We'll have a uh, a code word or 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 safe word as you have it. Uh exactly. It's gonna be pineapple <laughs> chase. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna run in, I'm gonna be so baffled, I'm gonna be like uh, uh, I'm just gonna yell pineapple chase. You just <laughs> immediately just go and shoot the other one. <laughs> It's like that your actual doppelganger knows that too. <laughs> and he actually says it before you do. It's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, you you gonna see me tuck and roll as fast as possible? <laughs> I'm be I'm gonna run so fast and be like, I hope it, that doppelganger cannot leave the confines of the hospital. So if I'm a mile away, hopefully he'll believe it's through me. <laughs> yeah, I think at that point, I just if I saw two of you, I'd just you know, I'm be jumping off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know what? It's not worth it anymore. <laughs> You're gonna be like, all right, the real Jason, best of luck. Out. <laughs> and you're just gonna yeah. hear, you son of a bitch. You'd be like, what? Well, whichever one said that, that was the real one. That was the real I'm already out. I don't know. I can't see. But that was the real one. Wish him the best of luck. It's like, that was you that said that. You better get this car in two seconds. Grab on that bumper Audi real quick. I'm drag you. I'm Audi 5000. <laughs> so to kind of take us back to the body shoot so voices are said to be heard throughout it as well as the sounds of hospital gurneys making their way down the tunnel and so bobby i bring this up just because i want to touch on the fact that it sounds like they're rolling down the tunnel but i wonder if anybody's ever heard them crashing down the tunnel like we've talked about because with so much death within the hospital there had been several instances of someone letting go of the gurney by accident. I'd have to imagine, I'd hope. And it just clamoring down the body chute. I wonder if you can hear that. And I mean, that just has to be a terrible sound to hear, but also you're like, Ooh. So I don't think that'd be as bad as hearing a voice in the phone. Be like, why did you let me roll down the hill? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Oh, Fucking hurt. <laughs> or either that. Well, honestly, the only thing I'm really worried about with this one is I'm just glad there's not a wheelchair on the second floor. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. wouldn't make any sense again. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you know what, How about how about whenever we go on investigation, we go to the old city jail. We get that wheelchair. We don't tell nobody. We. I'm sure that'd go real well. Well, hear me out. out. (laughs) We procure it. Not steal it. Procure it. Borrow. Um, Steal. Uh, But we take it to Waverly Hill, you know, next stop on our destination, even though it's states away. We take it to Waverly Hills. States away for you, not me. I mean, I was talking about where Old City Jail is to to Kentucky. Uh, oh, fair enough. And then, you know, we take the wheelchair and we put it on the second floor of it. <laughs> and well. Imagine the, the chaos that would ensue among the tour guides at both locations. The old city jail being like, where'd the wheelchair go? And then <laughs> the tour guides at Waverly Hills being like, where did this wheelchair come up? come from and why is it on the second floor that makes no sense like <laughs> well i mean in, in my mind that's like the ultimate you know paranormal investigator prank you could pull or we go talk to old zacky poo at in vegas and we bring annabelle with us got it yes <laughs> <laughs> and, it's like, and you we know put what? her in the chair <laughs> and we roll her down the body chute <laughs> I have a feeling though, if we were to do that, 
Mm-hmm. We'd go to push it down the body chute and it'd start growing back towards us. <laughs> no, we push it down the body chute. It makes it all the way to the bottom. We're like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. And then we just see it coming right back up. And we're like, okay, this isn't awesome. We got to go. <laughs> Has like those rocket boosters on it. Just starts thinking off. <laughs> Right back at us. Just takes us out, you know. Puts a hole in the wall and everything. (laughs) Just completely shatters the wheelchair against the wall. And Annabelle's just sitting there like, sup? What's up, bruh? Bruh, you want to try that again? Thought not. Calm down, just calm Calm down. Calm down, just calm down. But listen to the girl, John! So, Bobby, I have another intelligent entity for you. Its name is Timmy, because why not? Timmy! Timmy! So, Timmy is said to be the specter of a small child that is said to enjoy playing with visitors and investigators. Namely, if you bring a blue bouncing ball, that he will throw it back to you. And so I just want to touch on a group of investigators that we touch on frequently, BuzzFeed Unsolved, whenever Ryan fell down the hallway, it made its way into a room that painted in graffiti on the wall had the name Ryan. Sweet. Yeah, I think that would be my cue to uh, get out. And especially like... I'm sure that's just coincidence. Or, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, just say that you go in there and graffiti that themselves and then... They did a couple takes with it's like this. How you need to throw the ball? Pretty going there. You, you know, I I do think several paranormal investigators do kind of lead into the dramatization of it, but I I don't think they do um, personally. But I I think if say me and you did that, and I threw a, a bouncy ball down the the hall and it went into a room that had the name Jason on it. I'd be like, oh, that sucks. Um, It's not great. And I was like, maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe that's a coincidence. Because, I mean, also... Hold hold on. And then I throw it down again, and it goes into the exact same room, and it's Jason Sparks. And be like, okay, Bobby, I think think we we should go. uh, Yeah, I mean, if that's your last name on there, yes. But if it says Ryan on there in that room, Ryan's a pretty common name. Yeah, a little bit. Oh no! It's such a, such a very staggering thing. Now, if it was like Zach Bagans and it had Zach's with the way he spells it, that's not very common. Z A K. If it had that in there, okay, yeah, I'd get a little freaked out. But like, Jason's kind of like a common name. Brandon's a common name. Bobby's a common name. Ryan's a common name. Hunter's a common name. They are, and, and I see your point of, you know, causation and correlation. But still, I think in that moment, in that location, that's still going to freak anybody out. Like, who's, who's to say they didn't have Ryan in every single room? Uh, from the things I've seen, they don't. Um, that you could tell. That I could tell. But, you know, happenstance and all that good stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Eureka. Uh, and so kind of my final point is one of the most infamous rooms within the hospital, which is room 502, that is said to be extremely active, as it is the room that two separate nurses committed suicide around the room, one f- having fallen from her, one having fallen to her demise, and the other who hung herself. There are rumors of what actually happened to these two women. One being that the one nurse was pushed and the other hanging was staged after she passed from a failed abortion. I think I remember both of those being talked about. Yeah, so that room, like I said, is said to be extremely active and is typically a room for investigators to camp out in. Uh, also used as like a base camp, typically. And there have been several instances of investigators who will set up tents or sleeping bags and throughout the night they'll hear banging on their tents or against their sleeping bags and also the laughing uh, coming from children. So 
Well, that's the only... I don't know why, but something's trying to tell me, or something's getting at me, where it's like, the... Was the guy the only one that fell down the elevator shaft? I feel like there was somebody else that fell down it, too. Um, I didn't find anything in my investigation, but I mean... Because I thought that's what it was. It was one of the nurses. Either... I wish they could have dramatized it, too. On Ghost Adventures. But for some reason, I'm thinking... They either hung themselves in the elevator shaft, or she jumped down the elevator shaft. Instead of jumping off the roof. Yeah, I don't know that for verbatim. Um, but I, I mean, do... I I, I do have to imagine, though, being so secluded that there were more than just these two instances of suicide, not only from the staff, but also from the patients who were either just tired of the agony or the, the quarantine and wished, you know. Or them torturing them. Yeah, the out. torture and the to just no longer prolong the inevitable in essence which like i said is very morbid to say but there can be some truth sad to say found in it but bobby with that being said if you have any final remarks on waverly hills off the top of my head yeah it's a a lot of very sad history with this place um which most hauntings within hospitals typically are and also jails as well but I feel as if these places also add so much more credence to our jobs as paranormal investigators to find credence in the belief of the supernatural. And these places being such hot spots of not only, say, a small group of one to ten ghosts being potentially haunted by thousands. Oh, no, there's... There's so much that goes on in that place. That place is massive as well. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's a very large site. And you're also out in the middle of nowhere. So, I mean, I'm sure if you saw a light down there, like most spirits tend to come as a orb. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that would stick out very well. Uh, I don't know if they've actually caught anything there. Um so so bobby real quick kind of on that so there's a lot of belief that the paranormal is able to draw energy from not only human emotion but also from energy itself such as electricity and so since waverly is so secluded excluding the tours that do come throughout waverly it kind of makes me wonder how much credence there truly is in the fact that paranormal activity has to have external energy to exist. Well, you got to think, though, how long does energy last? Because I think at that point you got to put a start and a stop on energy, where I think energy is kind of continuous. There's not really a beginning or an end. So um, in the, in this instance, you know, is it or there's the, probably a, a life? But there's not really an end. Is there a life a life expectancy similar to that of a battery of the energy that then is therefore dispensed, then you know, no longer exists within that component, or can it be continuously stored? Well, because you know, the belief is that it's stored in wood. Um. I'm sure there's a ton of wood in that place um, on the inside. So you got to think, like my thinking on it is for a place like this where there's like, I don't even think they have electricity there. I don't even know if they ever did, really. They, they did. Um, I mean, they, they went through electroshock therapy. They had to have something. Well, I mean, you could rub your socks on carpet and do that. Uh, <laughs> You think they were just zapping people for electroshock therapy? Just had a bunch of doctors just rubbing their socks against a rug real quick and going and pressing at someone's temple. Um, Are you cured yet? Nope. All right, let me try it again. What do you think? If you're going through thousands of people, because mm-hmm. yeah, on some of these hauntings, I mean, you're looking at 
I mean, the lighthouse, six people, mm-hmm. and it's still having these constant hauntings. Yep. You magnify that to thousands of people, and they're constantly getting tortured, so there's much of negative energy going on there, too, along with suicides and uh, other deaths that are happening there. I feel like so, the energy is just, like, constant there, so you have right. all the energy to feed off of, and that's why it's so active. Right, you're saying that the energy from the past still persists to this day and allows for this continued activity. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think you can put... Like, yes, there, I think there's a beginning to energy. I know, like, I said at the very beginning of that argument, like, I don't think there's being an end. I'm going to redact that and say I think there's a beginning, but I don't know if there's really an end to it. Strike the record. Yeah, strike it. <laughs> uh, objection. Irrelevant. Because, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think you go into some of these places, like every time I go to a hospital, it's always negative energy that I feel. Yeah, it's a hospital. Um, yeah, last time I went to the hospital, I agree. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's not a fun time. Like, and, Unless, you know, you're giving birth to a baby. That's about it. Eh, still not a fun time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, heart, heart, heart goes out, you know, to uh, the the women have to go through childbirth. Uh, it's not too good. It's not too good. <laughs> good result at the end. It's not during the actual process. Yeah, the process. Um, painful. Sure, it's fun making it, but uh. <laughs> Go go on. <laughs> care care to educate our viewers, our listeners on uh, this? Pro- no, I'm kidding. Please don't. <laughs> well, every fun thing has a consequence. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my beer, Bobby. You're onto something. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I mean. That's six. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's just an energy that can last a lot longer than we can, I guess, imagine, I guess. Because, like yeah. you put it, um, because I mean, seven, even coming into, <laughs> even coming to this house that I live in now, like, there's some days where it's like, I really won't even go downstairs because that's what I was looking at before we started recording because I had the lights off in the hallway and down here I just had my laptop on but the light went out and I didn't know if I wanted to come back downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Because it just feels dark here. Yeah, so, so I mean... <sighs> yeah, I was about to say it's eight. So honestly, you know, you said you were, it was an argument. I, I disagree. I think it's a debate. Um, but honestly, I don't disagree with that take that, like you said, energy has a, a starting point, but not necessarily having a stopping point. It's it's stopping as it is being consumed. But if there's just such a vast amount of it, you know, it can continue to be consumed for generations in the essence of Waverly Hills. And who's to say that whenever it's being consumed in that manner, that it's not generating more energy that way? Right, that they're getting it back tenfold through even the the tourists or visitors who come throughout the building. You know, it's it, it's not a one-for-one. One. It might be a one-for-ten of what they're getting in return. Or not even that. Like The analogy that I kind of want to use is if you're looking at like a dam... You have water flowing through it to generate power, like all those, like turntiles and motors just turning uh, inside the dam to create that electricity. What if it's this kind of same way where that energy's coming in? These, I guess, the shadow people and all the other anomalies that are in there are kind of like those motor motors and turntiles just constantly turning, creating more energy. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but as a side tangent, man, I cannot wait to the day that you use that word with an N at the end of it. Um, 
would make my century. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just you one day. Just, damn. I'm going to be like, you didn't say Wilson in, or anything like that in front of it. Back off Madagascar. Hoover. Hoover. Damn. Gosh, such a big child up here. <laughs> Down there in your in your creepy ass basement. Talking about Madagascar. Out of my Oh, dang it, the Shrek. Chris Rock. <laughs> I was about to say that's Chris Rock. Will Smith, I don't know. Let's slap each other. I don't care. Just get it over with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not even relevant anymore. Oh, it's relevant. No, it's relevant. Keep my ghost's name out your fucking mouth. Four seconds. Thank you for seconds. To... Say it. Say it. Where's oh, you got it? You got it. <laughs> you got it now. Well, Bobby, with our, our terrible humor out of the way, any any final comments on Waverly? If not, I'll let you close this out. All right. Well, as I'm getting this this clever pulled up, uh, we appreciate you guys joining in with us um, each and every week. If y'all have, again, as Jason mentioned earlier, any animals or pets that y'all want to give, us to give a shout out to, you know, um, send us a picture of your pet. We like to give them a shout out on social media as well. I know some of y'all people out there, like uh, <coughs> Jason, uh, make Instagram pages for your pets. So <laughs> we can uh, give them a little shout shout out on uh what do you wanna call that, Jason? 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 Well Jason left us, so um I'm gonna just go uh ahead and call that Whiskers Wednesdays. There we go. Um yeah, uh if you can't tell, we do drink heavily during this podcast. We do ask that if you are drinking with us, that you do please drink responsibly. Please do not drink and drive. And that if you or a loved one are struggling with depression or suicidal tendencies, please call the United States National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. Help is available 24-7. Love you guys.